Welcome to the Grow Gelt Podcast, where we talk about ups and downs, in and outs of fundraising for nonprofits. Our host is Elazar Green, CFRE, who specializes in communication, strategy, and donor relations. He's helped over 100 nonprofits raise millions of dollars. Every episode is designed to be 10 minutes or less, giving you just enough time to get the answers you need while juggling your busy schedule. Let's get started. Hi, it's me. Um, before we get started in the episode, I'd like to correct something in advance. I listened to the episode and I realized that the language that we used when insisting that the, do- that the meeting should be done in person may have been a little bit too strong. And uh, the language that we should use is probably, um, I prefer to do it in person because it's so important, the cause is so important. Is there any way we can meet um, instead of saying it has to be done in person? So I just want to soften that language a little bit. Sometimes donors really are too busy. Sometimes they, they really want to support you, but they're just simply too busy to meet in person. So try to get the meeting in person. Really try. But if they can't and you can't, then do whatever is second best for to, to, to ask for that gift. Okay? Um, so I just wanted to point that out. And now, without any further ado, let's get to the episode. Good morning, everyone. It's a sunny Thursday morning. I'm coming to you live from our studios in my 2015 Toyota Camry. Thank you so much for being part of my morning commute, and thank you so much for tuning in again. I want to talk about your factory default setting. You know, if you buy a gizmo or a gadget or a car or whatever it is, there are settings that it defaults to, the settings that it comes with. So it used to be that your radio station had default stations that were tuned to. You turned it on and you had a, like memory one or memory two would default to two radio stations out of, out of Michigan. And I want to point out that we have default settings ourselves in our brain on how we think about or believe certain things. And the one I want to talk about today is actually two different settings. And uh, it's about trust. It's about believability. Let's say you meet someone. Do you trust them or do you not trust them? Do you believe her or do you not believe her? You, you met someone for the first time. And you didn't... So what are the chances that you connect, that you trust, that you believe, that you um, consider her or him trustworthy? So I want to point out that we actually have two different switches in our brains regarding this issue. The first one I want to talk about is if there's distance involved. Let's say you read about it on the internet or on the paper that someone so-and-so was arrested on suspicion for stealing. Your immediate go-to inclination without any other information, just you have a name and an age. That's all you have, a name and an age. They They were arrested for shoplifting. Your immediate inclination would be, well, I hope he gets what he deserves. Something along those lines. Without, if you don't have any other uh, factors involved, well, you immediately go to guilty or suspicious. That's one switch we have in our brains. And essentially what that means is the less, the more distance there is, 
the less believability we have, the less we believe them, the less we trust them. All you have is a name on a paper and the fact that they were arrested, all of a sudden you switch into guilty mode or guilty default setting. You're suspicious. You don't trust them. If they are innocent, you have to be, they have to prove that they're innocent, which is interesting because it's the exact opposite of how the justice system is supposed to work. We're supposed to work guilty until proven innocent, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> the justice system is where we're innocent until proven guilty, but the default in our head is if we don't know them all that well, or even if we don't know them at all, if there's considerable distance, then we are more likely to regard them with suspicious, with suspicion than not. That's one default setting we have in our mind. The other one works the reverse. Let's say, let's say you meet someone and you spend a little bit of time with them. You don't need long. Let's say 15 minutes, and you talk about. Your families you talk about, just get to know the other person as a person. You are more likely to believe them, to trust them, because you shook their hand and you looked them in the eye, than not. In other words, your default setting for people who you meet up close and spend a little bit of time with is that you do trust them, you do believe them. And if you you need a good reason not to, you need a and in this situation, it truly is innocent until proven guilty. If you have a, a factor that lends you a little bit, it gives you a little bit of a reason not to trust them, then you may not trust them. But barring that factor or a little bit of suspicion, it doesn't have to be a, a wide-blown thing. It could be just that they're shifty-eyed or they don't look you in the eye or, or their handshake is a little bit limp. Any of these reasons would be, any of these issues would be a little bit of a reason for you to say, hmm, I'm not so sure about that guy or that person, that girl. But as long as they, you socially connect, then you will believe them until proven otherwise. And I bring you these two default settings because I get a question I asked all the time. You know, so-and-so is difficult to pin down to meeting in person. Is it something I could do by phone? Or so-and-so is difficult to pin down for a meeting, kind of just send them a text or an email or, or a letter. And I want to point out that the greater distance you put in between you and your donor or you and your ask, the, the more likelihood for suspicion or, or distance to be there. So if you really want a person to say yes, it behooves you to really pull out every tool you have to make sure that that person you can look them in the eye and tell them honestly that their gift is going to change the world if not the entire world it will change their world if it's not their world it will change the world of a kid that they care about or a cause that they care about but their gift will change and if you can't do that then they are more likely to regard your ask with I hate to use the word suspicion but it is suspicion. It's a little bit of distance. You're saying uh, you, to trust you with this gift, especially if it's a major gift. You're saying trust you with this major gift that it will be used for a cause that I care about. How do I know that it really will? If, you, if you're there in person, then the believability factor goes up as long as you are socially aware and socially, and you connect socially. There's a book out there called Asking About Asking. It's by a guy named Ken Stroman. And in there, he writes that in the beginning of any meeting, you have three factors. 
The factors are when are you going to meet, where are you going to meet, and how are you going to meet. And he said it's very important that we understand our our ability to compromise is only on two of those three things. In other words, if the donor says, oh, I can't meet on Monday, then you can say, well, what works for you? I have Wednesday and Thursday open as well, right? So you have, you can compromise on where to, on when to meet. The guy says, or if the, or if the donor says, you know what? I don't, um, I don't do Starbucks anymore. I'm, I, I'm sorry, I can't meet there. I can only meet in my office. And you tell her, okay, we'll meet your office. Where you meet, that's compromisable. You can compromise. I'll meet wherever you need me to meet. But if they tell you, oh, I'm sorry, I, I would really love to get together with you. I just don't have the time. Is this something we could do over the phone? Or is it something which I can, I can you can just send me a, an email or a letter about? So then... He advises that you say, look, I'm, I'm happy to meet wherever you like. I'm happy to meet whenever you like. The thing is, this is so important and the cause is so, is, is so beautiful that I, I, it, it just, I have to do it in person. I have to show it to you personally. It's just that important. And in this way, it, you make the strongest case you can for an in-person meeting, which will eventually cause hopefully cause the person to say yes and together you change the world so that's the point i wanted to make today be careful of creating distance between you and your donors understand our default switch in our brains the more distance there are the less likely we are to believe them the more suspicious we have more suspicion we have of them the greater connection there is the more likely we believe them to be saying the truth Barring, of course, any uh, social triggers or causes for suspicious, for suspicion. I don't know why I keep mixing up those two words, suspicious and suspicion. I don't know what it is. In any event, that's my show for today. That's the episode. That's the point for today. Now go take on the day and don't forget to get close to your donors. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Grow Gelt Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you think a friend may enjoy it, please feel free to pass it on. To have your question featured on the show or to send us some feedback as to how we're doing, please send an email to egreen at growgelt.com.